You are now listening to the Ultimate Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back. We are back. Me and Morto. What it do, baby? What's happening? Hey, we out here. We live and direct this time. We are live and direct. Live and direct from the studio, from the pad, Morty. It is election day. It is. And I am electing to do the pod. Ooh, it's a good choice. Good choice to make there, sir. Yep. No matter what party you belong to, the birthday party. Ooh, the prince at a party. Ooh, Whoa. the Feliz Navidad mm. party. Doesn't matter. All nope. right. Because we're going to do the pod. That's what that's what we vote on every single day. Amen to that. Red, white, and blue. Boom. So it is, what 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 week are we going into? This week nine? Week nine, episode 10, bro. Double digits. Wow, that's a lot. Week nine, episode 10. Uh, trade deadline is when, Morty? Uh, ASAP. <laughs> uh, trade deadline is weeks away. I think it's, yeah, I think it's Thanksgiving, it's, it's Thanksgiving week? weekend. Yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. Black Friday is your trade deadline. Mm. And no sales. After that, it's White Saturday. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta just figure it out from then on. You're just gonna, just is what it is. Just bro. gonna have to roll with what you got, Playboy Morty. Let's get into the winners. We had again six winners and six losers. Congratulations to Team Hector. <laughs> Too cute for net, which I believe is a shot at Morty mm. and me. You did get a win, buddy. It still was too cute to do this Fournette thing. It still hasn't paid off. Not yet. Uh, Team Frazier. (laughs) Blame it on baby, which is a requested name from us. Mm -hmm. And Team Sobers. Rotney. Congratulations to you guys. Great game. Great game. Uh, Great strategy all the way around. Oh, and uh, Team Mensa. Congratulations. And for all the other six, you know what time it is. Take a shot for me. Oh, 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 oh. Take a shot for me. All right, real quick, let's go through the ballers that helped get those teams the W. Uh, Team Hector, he relied heavily on the Chiefs again. So Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey combined for 44 points. Just, yeah, just shy of 44. We talked about it last week, and I said that Travis Kelsey is probably the safest play you out right. of all the all the Chiefs, and cashed in on that for sure. You were right. Uh, too cute for net relied on Herbert, the rookie again, who delivered twenty plus points, and Fulgram, who was going against Dallas. We kind of saw that coming, so congratulations there. Uh, Team Frazier, another great game out of Russell Wilson, puts up twenty eight points. Uh, Derek Henry puts up seventeen to get him the W. Uh, on the other side of that, Russell Wilson, D.K. Metcalf, who's a full-grown man, goes for 34.1 points. D.J. Dallas, home of the Marys. Hey. Hey, hey, D.J. Dallas, yo, look. Hey. It's going down. Hey, that, is that Houston now? We went from Dallas yeah, we to did. Houston. Yeah, we did. Hey, Triple D. <laughs> hey, D.J. Dallas, Triple D. You already know what Tom made. Um, Shouts out to them boys getting that W. 
Uh, Team Sober is bringing it up the rear uh, with Matt Ryan and Marvin Jones. Hey, finally, right? We haven't seen shit from him all year, and then all of a sudden, what do you know? Yeah, man, that's that. That's how it goes sometimes. Real quick, a review of the standings, starting with the bottom. Uh, Morty Bregman is bringing it up at 12th place right now at 1-7, a respectable 1-7 with <laughs> 768 points. Um, our second place team has 745 points. So that just shows you um, how how competitive this thing is. Uh, so next we have Ryan Holden. I charged myself at 2-6. and six. At tied for tenth with Joey Brown, who who's making a good pushback, almost at three and five, uh, and he was a Mike Evans touchdown away from mm. from making that climb. Back. It was close, bro. He's making moves, and they're they're panning out for him. Yeah, that week to week deal, uh, it really did get get him going. Uh, no way, Jose. Oh, I'm sorry. Latino heat. Chica. Latino Heat is in eighth. Team Hector at eighth as well. Both three and five. Uh, Team Hector with a lot of points scored. uh, 842 points. So we'll wait and see if those W's start catching him. Uh, Jeter is in six. Tied with Ghost Trades. Uh, and then coming in tied in third, a three-way tie for third between Team Sobers, uh, Too Cute Fournette, and Team Mensa. Uh, and Mensa and Team Sobers played each other last week. Oh, okay, I thought we were playing this week. Uh, so there's not a head-to-head between any of those three-way ties this week. Uh, blame it on Baby in second at 6-2, and two, and Team Frazier still sitting at the top, complete domination at the top. So... Congratulations to those guys, and those are our standings. Mort Dog, do we have any questions from the chat today? We do, my friend. Got a couple came in hot before we started this, so we've got some to run through, so let's do it. Great. Let's get into our question segment. Here we go. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, All right. First one from the man. Joey Brown. Joey Brown. He said, what do you think about the strategy of playing fantasy week to week, meaning trading players weekly? Because obviously we just talked about it a second ago. It's working out for him right now. It's working out for him right now. So, I mean, what do you think? What do I think of trading players daily <laughs> or weekly? You yeah, mean? yeah, week to week. Um, I think it's the way I've always played. I'm not afraid to make multiple trades week to week. I'm always looking to make my team better. I'm always looking to... Uh, Find ways to 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 stay stay limber, and you can look at the flip side of that coin with me. You know, uh, I decided to hang on to Christian McCaffrey. I decided to hang on to Michael Thomas, uh, and you know, yeah, I could have got some value, but I and I just didn't feel like I was going to get the value that I needed based on my roster. But at the end of the day, I needed wins, and now I'm at a point where I pretty much no return. I mean, I don't I don't really foresee a way that I can make the playoffs now. Um, so, I mean, I think that's, that's going to be an issue for me. So. so it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough line to toe between, between preparing for the long haul making sure you have a good team at the end of the year, uh, and poised to win it all and making sure you're getting W's along the way. And it's, a uh, it's tough to, to, and then, and then especially when your team's good and you believe it, 
and it just doesn't happen. And then it's tough to know, do I, do I cut bait now? And, and at that point, you have to be okay with giving up the better player and a means to get a win. So it's, it's just weird. And then because I've done that a couple of years too, and when I've done it, I ended up giving up the better player for a means to get a win and didn't get the win. And my better player emerged for someone else and was like rest of year great. First year Kittle, yeah. that was me. Yeah. I picked up Kittle on the waiver wire, played him for two weeks, figured I don't know if this is going to pan out. I'm just going to get out now while he's high and make sure I can keep getting victory because I thought I had a decent enough tight end. Kittle blows up the whole world. My tight end's average as fuck yep. and not getting me Ws. You did it with Lamar Jackson too. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but at least when I did it with him, I sold him for what I thought was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I sold him for solid value over to high end, and then and Pat Mahomes gets hurt, so it's a it's a dangerous game to play. That's like me. I traded Robert Woods and Ronald Jones for Chris Carson, thinking, boom, this is exactly what I need. Chris Carson was on by, he comes back, now nah, he's still dead. It's high risk, high reward, and the thing is, that when you trade, when you take that that position, what you have to do, if you're going to be someone who's going to trade constantly and expect to get more trades done week to week. You have to make sure at the end of your trade, the other person feels good about it. If they don't redo it and take it back, don't leave somebody upset because the next week or two weeks or three weeks from now, when you need to make a move to get a W and they're like, sorry, shops closed. Yep. You're fucked. Yep. You don't want that kick rocks response for sure. No. So always keep your doors open. Always be cordial. Okay. Next question from uh, Mr. Holden here. How close do you think the bottom half of the playoffs actually are extremely close? Yeah. Extremely close. We, we just looked at the standing. So right now from, okay, there's a three way tie for third. No spokes are five and three between the two people tied for six the two people tied for eight. And then the two people tied for 10, it is a two game difference. Yeah. And a lot of us play each other and the tie break now is no longer points. It is head to head. So you can literally get matched up like ghost trades versus team sobers or something. And there's a one game differential. And it's not like, oh, I made up the one game. Now we're tied again. No, you would beat him become he would come five and four. You'd go to five and four. And because you beat him, you take his spot. So now it's it's really advantageous to just win your game. So it's not even just a thing of now it's become six and six by beating people who are trying to become six and six and you leapfrog them into the playoffs. Everyone's still alive in this thing outside of Morty because he lost seven games, but everyone else still has an opportunity. Joey wins another four games and he's six and six. Those four games that he had to win to do it, leapfrog him against yep. the teams who were trying to get to six and six. All of a sudden, he's in front of four teams that he was playing against. It's not points. It's head-to-head. So if he goes undefeated for the next four, he's leapfrogging people on the way. Yep, and I think that that's going to actually be uh, a detriment to his uh, attempts at trades this week. I think people want to leave him at the bottom. You don't want another contender. You don't want to give somebody life um, especially in this very close race that that's happening now. So this very close election. Mm. All right, more dog. Any more questions? Um, Oh, this is a good one from Kenneth. Will a B be just as good as he used to be? I believe so. So I was just talking to Morty about this a second ago. A B, if you listen to his story, a B story is crazy long and consistent 
He has consistently been the best player everywhere he's gone from the time he got recruited to Florida State, kicked out of that school, went to a bunch of different schools, eventually gets drafted. The whole time, he was always the best player wherever he went and always a shithead and always balled out. And I don't believe that changed. So um, I know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are impressed with him. They said they couldn't believe his conditioning when he showed up. And Bruce Arians hates his guts. He's not signing him unless he's like, oh, my God, I can't help but put yeah. this guy in my football team. Yeah, when somebody walks into the building and you just watch them play or, you know, watch them run routes, do whatever, whatever drills he did, you have to be blown away because if you're Arians, you're going in there saying, there's no way I'm signing this guy. And then you leave and you say, I have to sign this guy. That Obviously, something happened there. So I, I think you t- we, we did have a conversation before we hit record here, but um, I'm, and I'm going to take a, a piece from that. And you got to capitalize on what you have because you don't know if he's going to be in the lineup next week. You don't know what this, uh, you know, that ego is going to do. You have no idea, you know, maybe he's going to do, you know, too many pumps in his uh, end zone celebration and be out for two weeks. Or you, you just never know. You could punch Arians in the face during practice. You, you don't know. So uh, if he's out there, if he's suited up, you play him, I think. Anything's on the table, and and realistically, he may throw a bag of dicks at the GM. He's Literally. done it before. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. So play him while you got him. That was it, bro. That was it. That's and all we that got. That was our segment. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh-huh. All right, Mortal. You know what we're gonna do right now? What you got for me? We're gonna get into the matchup. First matchup, Sundown Brown versus Too Cute Fournette. Let's start with the QBs. Let's run it. Uh, Deshaun Watson versus Justin Herbert. Listen, I can't get enough of this Herbert guy. Bro, he is bawling out of his mind. And he almost looks like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> but he is a menace. On that football field, he's a, he's a defensive menace. He's menacingly torching defenses left and right he can't figure out how to win a game up 17 points and a lot of people laugh at that but i too have fallen to that i told morty about this before the season started at u of h we went up 17-0 three day three games three lost every one of them it's tough 17 17 point lead is pretty much a fucking loss like you might as well just walk off the field and say well y'all got this one no reverse (laughs) mojo hey you know what are you gonna do would you take Watson against Jacksonville or Herbert against the Raiders? I'm actually taking Herbert no matter what. True. I like that. I like that strategy. Every week he has opportunity to finish as the number one. Todd Gurley versus Swift. That's actually kind of interesting. Gurley against the Denver Broncos defense that's really good on the D-line. Swift versus Minnesota. I'm going to take Swift. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's a shot in the dark. There is no more Kenny Galladay this week. I don't know if they lean on the run more or what, but – I'll take Swift. Yeah, I, I I think you do have to take Swift. Um, it's weird though. Doesn't Ronald, feel right. Ronald Jones against Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay balled out and he's playing Atlanta. I like Philip Lindsay. Yep. Uh, uh, Samuel Judy. I'll take Samuel against KC. They're gonna have to keep pace. Uh, Drew Lock is heating up though. He is. Uh, Chris Godwin, who looks like he'll play this week, uh, and there's an empty slot here. Um, if Chris plays, I'll I'll take him. Right. Hayden Hurst versus Joe New. D- 
They're both going against good defenses. I haven't seen much from Jonu, but Tennessee's lost. I was going to say that Jonu's kind of been absent. So what do you what do you think? Because in the beginning of the season, you thought he was the waiver wire pickup, and you and you play him, and he did well for probably two weeks after that. But now he's it's you, you start to see the wide receivers get more involved. They're getting the targets. They're getting the the red zone um, uh, throws. So I actually worry about uh, Jonu. So I'm going to take Hayden Hurst. Mm, good pick. I mean, I, I think it's a it's a toss up here. I'll, I'll still stick with Jonu, um, uh, Gibson, Fournette, uh, Gibson playing the Giants. It's going to be a hard fought game. Fournette playing the Saints, but might not get all the work. And I'm going Gibson volume. Yeah, I'll go Gibson as well. Uh, if we had to pick a winner for this game, we don't really know yet because not all slots are filled, and uh, that, that's kind of that's necessary. You know, we got we got to see the slots filled, guys. Yep. Okay. Okay. On to the next one. All right, we got Jeter's. He got this. Jeter's. He got this. Against Team Sobers. Team Hector. So I'm going with, we got Wentz on by. Another team didn't necessarily fill up their lineup, so he's going to need a quarterback. Uh, he has Tua on the bench, but I don't think you can rely on a Tua right now. He does have Chase Claypool going against Dallas. Brandon Cook's going against the Jacksonville. I think he has two good Receiver options, Brandon Ayuk going against a defense that sucks in Green Bay. <laughs> um, but James Conner also going against Dallas. I think he just has the matchup advantage it's here the with, with Th- a lot this of is Dallas, the... a lot of Green Bay, yep. um, Carolina for the for the Chiefs. This is a matchup deal. This is where Hector's going to get another one of his like 150-point weeks because mm-hmm. his roster has that potential every week, but – Sometimes the matchups aren't favorable enough for him to do it. I'll even predict that Hector might set the scoring record for the league this week. Really? With those matchups. I think uh, Connor goes through the roof. I think Chase Claypool has multiple TDs this week. Um, even just pulling a random QB? Um, so it depends on the random QB that he gets. But I think there's, uh, I mean, I put up 140 this week, not tooting my own horn, just saying. I put up 140 this week with a 10-point quarterback. Mm, so that's I think fair. he can go to the waiver wire, find 17 points there. And I just think some of those matchups are going to be insane when mm. he puts up those touchdowns. True. Uh, so I'm rolling with Hector. I charked myself one week too late. Morty Bregman, um, Tom Brady against the Saints, Allen versus the Seahawks. You got to take anyone versus the Seahawks. Christian McCaffrey in his return. Let's and he's go. Back. Let's go. Chris Carson, if he plays, let's go. Um, Jefferson versus Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas plays, let's go. It's all comes down to if if they play. If they play yeah. uh, Justin Jefferson against Detroit, though, let's go. AJ Brown against Chicago. I don't know. Allen Robinson against that Titans defense, which is not very good. Let's go on that end. Uh, Darren Waller. I gotta ride with that man. Cole Beasley. I was just looking at some stats I have here that I've been working myself on some pro football metrics. Mm. And I believe Cole Beasley goes for multiple touchdowns this week, too. I believe he is a DFS must play Boom. today. Put it on the board. Team Sobers versus Team Frazier. What you got more, Doug? Team Sobers versus Team Frazier. Let's take a look. So we got Russell Wilson against Matt Ryan. Russell Wilson's going against that Buffalo defense that looks pretty solid, but Matt Ryan is going against that Denver defense, who is also looking really solid. Yep. 
that's kind of an interesting matchup. I I think it's Russell, Russell Wilson. I think it's way. Russell because of the rushing. Like he just he. I don't know. He just he just he can get points in ways Matt Ryan can't. Exactly. And so it's gonna always make up that difference. Next we got Derrick Henry against JD McKissick. I don't even think that's a question. We're taking Derrick Henry. We got James Robinson against Empty. Empty might put up a fight, but I don't think he's gonna have, have the ability to outscore James Robinson. We've got uh Deontay Johnson versus DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh, the battle of the D's. Big D versus Lil D. Hold on. You Triple gotta, D. You gotta take Hopkins. It's not even close. And then we got a Adam. I got a feeling. Can I stop you? Uh oh. You say you got to take Hopkins. It's not even close. I disagree. I disagree, sir. You think it's closer? No, I disagree. And I say it's Deontay Johnson. Again, that Dallas matchup is too juicy. You start with 38 points and you work your way back. Mm. And and when you look at the Miami defense, they are heating up. They're playing good football. They're coming off a bye with Kyler. There's COVID in the locker room. I think D Hop goes double digits. I think he gets like a good 13, 12, possibly 15. Uh, Deontay Johnson has the same opportunity to get you that 15. We also might go for 22. Playboy, let's check out what Deontay Johnson's looking like right now. I guess that's true. I was kind of more on the side of Claypool. Like, this is a Claypool week. You're right. Never mind. Where Look he just, just goes said. like four touchdowns and like, like something stupid. No, and totally Deontay right. Johnson does well. Like he's not going to be bad, but this is the this is a clay pool week. If you're asking me, he also might not even play. Oh, well, I got to consider that. Like he's that. always hurt. He's yeah. always you know he might play your first quarter and have a hamstring or a groin. True, you're right, Marty. Fuck that. <laughs> All right, we got Adam Thielen versus DJ Moore. Uh, Adam Thielen going against Detroit. That's beautiful. You got DJ Moore against Kansas City. Eh, I guess it's kind of a toss up. I'm taking Thielen though all day. Uh, we got TJ. <laughs> Against Eric Ebron. Uh, now, in this scenario, I love the Dallas matchup. Okay? I'm on the Chase Claypool uh, bandwagon for this week, but the Eric Ebron, I think it's uh, it's it's shotgun bang. What's up with that thing? So, I think uh, Eric Ebron takes that one pretty easy. Uh, and then in this one, I also think uh, Terry McLaurin versus Marvin Jones. I'm taking Terry McLaurin. He is going to ball. I know that the Giants' defense is playing above average for sure uh but it's just volume man i think does it change anything for you that that galladay isn't playing no because i think it is going to change their offense a little bit but we've seen marvin jones earlier in the year with no galladay and he was terrible Mm -hmm. so i don't know that anything changed outside of last week he scored a touchdown but I don't see anything different. So, all right, more dog, give it to us. We got blame it on baby versus Latino heat. Chica, tú quieres probar a un Latino We got Pat Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, head to head. Pat Mahomes got Carolina. Lamar Jackson has Indianapolis. Uh, I'm taking. Patrick Mahomes. Um, all right, next, Zeke Elliott against Pittsburgh and Josh Jacobs against the Chargers. You got to take Josh Jacobs. Uh, if I'm Jose, if I'm Latino Heat, I'm worried about Zeke. Latino Heat. I'm worried about Zeke. I'm worried about, you know, we, we, we've seen it a couple weeks ago. He had that, like, four-point game. <sighs> Watch out, man. T.J. Watt coming off the edge. They, that defense, that Pittsburgh defense is for real. Uh, Joshua Kelly uh, versus David Montgomery. 
I can never bet on David Montgomery, so I'm going to take whoever. If empty was the other option, I was going to go with empty. Uh, Tyler Lockett versus DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf versus Tyler Lockett. Who do you pick, bro? Same team, same game, same position. Whenever I see something like this and I feel like, man, both of these guys are built uh, for success, I always just go with the bigger boat, and Mm. I'm going with DK Metcalf. Boom. Sterling Shepard versus Robbie Anderson. I'm actually taking Robbie Anderson, and it's not even close. Yep. I, I think that's huge. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. That man has risen. You're kidding me? He's figuring it out. Now, I will say there's definitely a little downgrade if if uh, AB plays because there's a lot of targets that are going to go that man's way. So... I, I would be worried about Gronk, but he's going against empty right now, so it's a pretty solid pick. Uh, then I think this is Jose's doing this just because of matchup. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster against Dallas, y- you got to put him in. You got to start all your Steelers. You got to play him, no matter what. I mean, yeah, he might not score. He too might, many points to go around. Yep, got to do it. So boom, uh, I'm taking Jose unless uh, blame it on baby decides to make some trades and do something crazy. But I think Jose wins this. We got the next game, Ghost Trades versus Team Mensa laying on me more dogs. Boom, here we go, rapid fire. Aaron Rodgers versus Kyler Murray. Aaron Rodgers against San Fran, Kyler Murray against Miami. I actually like Aaron Rodgers in this matchup. Um, Yeah, just straight up. And then we got, uh uh-oh. Dripping, flipping, and thang. Letting these boys know 50 inches how it hang to my thigh. I ain't on that fry. It's that polio, and I'm in this more tie. More jeans, though. Bitch, I'm in my low. Switching lanes, acting bad, dripping on remote. Steady dropping tops. Oh, wanna pop. I gotta see them deuce in that whole little hop. Straight off the grind. This powerful pie. It's that polio. On the leaf and the shine, all it with the flip, about to flip the script. Let these boys know that the chicken and got whipped. We shipped it and distributed. We going through Southwest. Boys out of line, catch the slug in they chest. Boys just to chill, ball by my meal. Flip and hit the scene with a platinum up grill. Put it in the screen, sipping on this lean. Barber died through Texas, watching four screens. That's just how it goes. It's that nigga Big Pojo Freestyle King And this bitch ain't a whole David Johnson Against Alvin Kamara Uh, I'm gonna take Alvin Kamara But uh, Victor I need you To always start David Johnson Even if he's on bye Just cause we gotta play that drop Uh, Next we got Chase Edmonds Versus Dalvin Cook Well if uh, last week was any uh, You know Uh preview to what's going to happen this week you got to take dalvin cook this is very interesting on this line here we've got Devontae adams versus calvin ridley i'm going to take Devontae adams and i think this is the main reason why sean is going to win this game is because aaron Rodgers is going to be counterfeited by Devontae adams this happened in another game last week i think that this is this is going to actually be the key here then you've got Kind of a DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett type deal here with Keenan Allen versus Mike Williams. Same game, same position. Uh, but you got to take Keenan Allen uh, just off of sheer volume and, and just history. Uh, then we got Noah Fant versus Mark Andrews. This is actually closer than anybody's going to think it is. 
I'll give the nod to Mark Andrews, but no offense, he's he can ball and he's going against Atlanta. So I mean that's gonna be interesting. And then hey, that flex though, who you got in there? Mr. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is my flex player this week, and I'm believing. And it's similar to what we said earlier, where when it comes to Antonio Brown, I don't know if I'll have him next week. You know, that bag of dicks comes out of anywhere. And randomly, the whole crowd would turn on him and and all Move the- this man. And he's out of town. Yep. So I, I can't risk that. I'm playing him this week, and I'm sitting Julio to do it. And that's right. I don't give a damn. All I got to do is one thing. I come out here, and I work my ass off for one fucking thing. Just win, baby. <laughs> That's so, true. And so. you got to look at this too, man. Last time Antonio Brown stepped foot on an NFL grass, turf, whatever the hell he's playing on, he went off. Tom Brady only looked his way for like two whole drives. So I'm going to assume that that's going to be very similar. And he is one of the only guys that is always open. Even though he's not, you know, the physique of DK Metcalf, it doesn't matter. He is always open, even when he's, you know, guarded. You could still throw it to him, and he's still going to catch the ball. So uh, it's kind of interesting that you're going him over Julio, but I agree, man. You, you just you never know. Well, the thing is, I think I give that Denver Broncos defense a lot of respect, especially to any team who's having offensive line problems uh, because they they know how to bring pressure. So I don't want to trust uh, Atlanta Falcons' uh, offensive line more, more than anything else. So I'm rolling with, uh, I feel like, a safer play. And Antonio Brown, even though it's the most dangerous play in the world. And that is our matchup. It's time! Morty, you know what time it is. It is time for us to get to what everyone came here for. That waiver. What it takes to be real. I plan to risk it all through the wire. So uh, first, let's start with the QBs. More dog, take the QBs away. I'm going to list them off, just uh, rapid fire here, uh, based on projections for the week. Matthew Stafford, <laughs> Nick Foles, <laughs> Drew Locke, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Danny Dimes. <laughs> and I'm going to stop there. Thank you. Uh, Matt Stafford, yes. Uh, Nick Foles, if you got to, uh, I'd actually rather go Captain Kirk. Um, well, well, the thing is, Captain Kirk, it looked like they found their strategy to win. Captain Kirk threw three picks in multiple games this year, and they're like, you know what, fuck it, let's push people around and just let our best player, uh, Dalvin Cook, run. He scored four touchdowns on their first four drives last week, and it was an NFL record. Boom. But Drew Locke is heating up, and he's playing the number 32, the 32nd best defense in the league, the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that's a hell of an option to go with, which is why I'm playing uh, uh, Noah Fant. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, if if, if you believe in Noah Fant, you got to believe in Drew Locke. And I think uh, for most of the teams, th- this is another uh, piece of this that you got to consider. Nobody is looking to the waiver wire right now to find their season-long quarterback. All you're looking for from the waiver wire right now Get me 15. If you get 15 plus from whoever it is that you're going to grab, I mean, it's worth it. So uh, do I think that Drew Locke can get 15 plus this week? Yeah, I do. 
Do I think Kirk Cousins can get 15-plus this week? Yeah, I do. Do I think Nick Foles can? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got Allen Robinson, so i got to hope he does. But uh, And then Matthew Stafford, I feel like he's probably the only true lock. Um, what about Drew Lock? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a couple of options out there, and there's a – there's – yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who uh, everybody bids on. I know some people got some decent amount of fab, so they're going to have to go go after it a little bit here. But um, let's, uh, yeah, we'll just say Matt Stafford, Nick Foles, Drew Locke, Kirk Cousins, if you're feeling crazy. Uh, next, running back. What do what you got? What about Dexter running back for the Dexter Williams, Williams running back for Green Bay? Now, this is because of COVID. COVID looks like it's taking out Jamal Williams. Uh, they're being very safe with Aaron and Jones. And A.J. Dillon. And A.J. Dillon, who's the one who actually got COVID. And apparently, A.J. Dillon got COVID because he went to a restaurant for his girlfriend's birthday the night before the game and came back, tested positive before the game, didn't get results back, played the game. When he got done with the game, they said, hey, you're COVID positive, and you probably gave it to everyone who's fucking looking at us right now, communicate. Thanks you know a what? lot. I probably have it for talking to you and telling you you have it. Damn it. That's exactly how the correspondence went down. And you know what? At this point, we are affected 100% by the sickness. Matt Burita up next. Uh, Miami running back. Is there anyone else to talk, talk about really? No, I don't think so. Not anybody that you would play. Next, let's go to wide receiver Darnell Moody. Have you seen him? Uh, no. So there's a campaign right now. If if you're on Twitter or if you're oh, on your phone, oh, I did see this. Type in hashtag free Darnell Moody or Mooney. Mooney, yeah. And when you do, you'll see this guy is breaking DBs off the top DBs in the league. He broke off uh, uh, Ramsey. Mm. I mean, almost had him fall over, and the balls are just terrible from <laughs> Nick Foles. And they're just showing how open this guy gets, and Nick Foles just misses him time after time. Uh, I think eventually they'll hit on a couple. So, I mean, he might be worth a shot, but I think he's a safer DFS play because he's probably cheap as dog shit. Yep. And then maybe you hope that two of those passes hit because he has the talent. Nick Foles is just Nick Foles. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Everybody was begging for Nick Foles to get the start, including myself being an Allen Robinson owner because Mitchell Trubisky, I don't know. You just, it, it felt like the lesser of two evils in, in that, in that scenario. But we know that Nick Foles is only good when you're in the playoffs already and the main quarterback goes down with injury. He comes and fills in and wins Super Bowls. That's what he does. He doesn't play 17 games in a year and expect him to be phenomenal. Now he comes in, runs a Philly special, wins MVP and says, thank you very much. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it, it clicks, but I, I'd be very interested to see if on like the first, you know, one or two drives of this Chicago game, if he throws multiple interceptions, do they bench him? Possibly. We'll see. That'd be interesting. Interesting narrative could pan out there. I mean, I, I, I can definitely see it. Henry Ruggs is kind of interesting, too, on this list. He's still on the waiver? Yeah. I mean, I guess he belongs there. Keelan Cole. There's some talent because there's just so many receivers. Yeah. So. But it, it, I mean, I don't, 
pretty much everybody in in the league has wide receiver depth at this point. So I don't really see the the wide receiver waiver. Uh, I don't really see there being many claims. So next, let's go on to tight end. Wait, is he back? Jordan Reed? Yeah. No, he's still on IR. Still designated as IR. And even if he was back, he'd be gone immediately anyway. Uh, so it, it's kind of fitting. It's befitting that Jordan Reed ended up on the San Francisco 49ers, a team where everyone dies. Mm. Um, because that's what he's done his whole career. So he's finally found a home. Um, he has plenty of people in there in the training room with him every day. They all get to talk about, man, how good would we be if we were all playing? <laughs> um, so. So I'm not picking up Jordan Reed. Yeah, because if I did, I'd probably drop him. Yeah, my team is like the uh, the the Niners. We're thinking about man, if everybody could have just played all year, we'd be good. Hey, it is what it is. And I dropped this guy that's listed second here, Mike Jasicki. He's talented, but you know, doesn't get any volume now. Yeah, tight ends are tight ends too. Greg Olson, you know the story with him. Logan Thomas, uh, wait till he plays the Cowboys to play him. Trey Burton gets a touchdown. A game for seven points and does nothing else. He gets like a carry too. And he get, but he gets he, rushing touchdowns. Yeah. If you look at his stats, he's getting a yeah. He gets a touchdown, but it's like one rush for two yards and a touchdown. I'm still waiting on Irv Smith Jr. to have a breakout, um, and I'm waiting on uh, Jordan Atkins to get healthy and and come in and do something as well. But uh, not too much to talk about here either. You know, this is uh and then as you look to the defenses. I think the top defenses this week are playing each other. Washington versus the Giants. I think those are some great waiver wire defenses to play. I have a bid on either or. Like I'll I'll take whomever. Mm. Um, and then of course Patriots versus Jets. That's a good defensive play. Titans versus Jacksonville when Jacksonville's playing uh, Minshew's backup, and we don't even know who that is yet. True. Um, and then Cardinals versus Miami. I, I don't know. Jets versus New England. New England sucks. Jets sucks. But, I mean, I think there's about four good defenses on the waiver. So, maybe not even just kind of put out free bids and see which one you get and just yep. play them. That's, yep. that's what it looks like to me. And I think that their projections are pretty solid. Like, I think they're going to be like seven to ten points, and you're just going to get that. You're not going to get the negative two. So, that's what you're trying to avoid here. Yep. Especially with a, with a waiver defense. You're trying to pick somebody up for the week. You're, you're just wanting a positive score at this point. Uh, and so I think, yeah, that's seven. Uh, I think Watson actually got some good projections there. Yeah, and I think I think the number one ad is probably the Washington Redskins defense, but not by much. And then the, just because Danny Dimes loves giving the other team the ball. Yeah, they'll get some interceptions and get that two points. And that is the waiver wire. What it takes to be real. I can't risk it Morning. anything else you got to say to the people at home? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm one in seven. It, it, it's over for me. You know, it's unfortunate. But, you know, with these last, what, four games left or whatever it is, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to put the best lineup I possibly can out there. I'm not letting anybody slide. I'm hoping that I can take every single person down and just muddy the waters for the rest of the league uh, and make this thing interesting. But if any of you guys find yourself in the toilet bowl, Good luck, cause I'm coming for you. You better eat your Wheaties when you come to play my team, and that's uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. Yeah, Morty, you know from from myself and the rest of the league, we appreciate all the work you put in this year, all the time you put into this podcast, and I got a special request and from some folks in the league, we wanted to play this for you. So 
uh, take a second. I'm going to put you on mute for a bit and just sit back and just just enjoy this. How do I say goodbye to what we had? The good time that made us laugh, I'll wait them back. I thought we'd get. Yeah. 